Hello and welcome to the Fertility and Femtech podcast, brought to you by Zonas, where we aim to educate you on all taboo topics in women's health. You can learn more on our YouTube channel or at yourzonas.com. Hi everyone, I am Dr. Ravina, NHS doctor specialised in women's health and I'd like to welcome you to this dedicated channel for women's health. If you're listening to us via podcast, feel free to check us out on YouTube and of course if you're enjoying this video please feel free to share this with your friends and subscribe down below. We've also written a free ebook for you to download in the description below and you can send us any questions on Instagram at dr.ravina. Right, let's dive straight in. So today we'll be discussing ovarian cancer. And this is one of our episodes in the series of cancers. So we also talk about breast cancer and cervical cancer, as well as what happens at your cervical screening. So feel free to check out those videos next. Now, as always, our information comes from the Cancer Research UK website. It comes from the NHS website and NICE CKS guidelines. So if you do have any other questions or want to do a bit more reading, feel free to check out those links. So we'll be discussing what ovarian cancer is, the key signs and symptoms you need to be aware of and when to speak to your doctor about them. We'll then be talking about protective factors, so things that may protect you from getting ovarian cancer in the future. And then we'll also be talking about what happens when you go to the doctor. So ovarian cancer is cancer of the ovaries. Now, if you don't know what your ovaries are, what they look like or where to find them, I'm going to put a photo up here and that is of your reproductive system. So you have your cervix that leads up into your womb. You have two fallopian tubes and at the end of those tubes, you have two ovaries and the ovaries are the home of your eggs and you are born with all the eggs you ever will in your entire lifetime. The number of eggs slowly decrease as you get older, but the ovaries are also the origin of ovarian cancer. And this is where cells of the ovaries grow, they replicate and they can differentiate into something that's dangerous and abnormal. Ovarian cancer can be a primary cancer, which means the cancer originates in the ovaries, but it can also be a secondary cancer. And this is where you have a primary cancer somewhere else, but then the cancer spreads to the ovaries. So specifically, this would be the GI tract, the gastrointestinal system. It can also come from the endometrium, which is the womb, or you can also get it from the breast. So the breast is also another common place where it can spread to the ovaries. So what increases your risk of ovarian cancer? Well, first of all, the chances of getting ovarian cancer in a woman's lifetime is about one in 52. So there's a one in 52 chance of a woman getting ovarian cancer. This is typically later on, so after the age of 50. However, women can get ovarian cancer a bit younger and it's specifically related to the genetic risk. So you may have heard of the cancer gene called the BRCA gene. So typically um, you can have BRCA1, we can have BRCA2, and there's many famous celebrities that have had the BRCA gene and had an increased risk of breast cancer or ovarian cancer. So it's super common, and this means that women at a younger age are at increased risk of ovarian cancer. Other things that put women at higher risk of getting ovarian cancer is age. So the older you get, the more likely you are to get ovarian cancer. Second is family history of ovarian cancer. So if your mother, your grandmother, your sister has it, then you may also want to get checked out. Three is genetic risk, as we spoke about. So having a BRCA mutation or a genetic mutation that puts you at higher risk. 
And fourth is endometriosis. There's a link between endometriosis and ovarian cancer. So what are the protective factors? What can you do to protect yourself from it? Well, first of all, the more pregnancies that you have, actually protect you from ovarian cancer and the reason for this is because you're not ovulating during the time that you're pregnant the nine months that you're not ovulating during pregnancy actually protects your ovaries from developing ovarian cancer another protective factor against ovarian cancer is breastfeeding and so is taking the oral contraceptive pill and the reason for this is because you're not always ovulating as regularly if you're breastfeeding and if you're taking the pill you may not be ovulating so it's the actual risk of ovulation that increases your risk of developing ovarian cancer so what are the key red flags that you need to be aware of to identify ovarian cancer well, I like to split it up into the A, B, C, D symptoms of ovarian cancer. So A being abdominal pain. If you've had any new pain in your tummy that's quite new, quite abnormal, um, not really explained by anything, not like you've had something dodgy to eat or you've got food poisoning or um, I don't know, you've done some exercise that's caused you to have abdominal pain. If you cannot identify a reason and this is a new pain, then that's a red flag. B is bloating, so distension of the abdomen, so where your tummy feels a little bit bigger than normal um, and there's not actually any reason why. So that's something that's new for you, perhaps it's been there for a little bit of time and it's not getting better, that would be a red flag. C is constipation. So any change in your bowel habit, but it's constipation to do with your back passage, but also any change in your urinary habits. So any change in going more frequently to pass urine, um, perhaps going but not completely emptying your urine, um, and also any diarrhea or constipation. So think about your waterworks and the passage of your stools. And D is dietary changes. So changes to your appetite, not having any desire to eat as much as you normally do, and perhaps going off types of food. So those are the key symptoms to be aware of for ovarian cancer. Other red flags to be aware of are weight loss without meaning to lose weight. Perhaps you've been on a super diet and then lost loads of weight, then that's something we're not so worried about. But if it's something you didn't mean to do and have noticed your genes don't fit you anymore, perhaps the belt is a little bit loose on you, then you need to let us know. Also fatigue. So we all lead very busy lives and being tired is something that many people just suffer from because perhaps they don't get enough sleep, perhaps they're not eating very well, and perhaps they're just super busy. But fatigue that is unexplained, that means that you're sleeping a lot more than you normally do, and something that's just not right for you is something that we need to know about. So please do let us know if any of those symptoms are things that you experience. Typically, people over the age of 50 with IBS, so irritable bowel syndrome type symptoms, that aren't explained by anything else, need to let their doctor know because we would need to do some blood tests on you and perhaps also a scan. So let's now move on to what to expect when you see your doctor and you've had some of these symptoms that could be related to ovarian cancer. Well, first of all, your doctor's going to do an examination. So you're going to come in, you're going to lie on the couch and we will first feel your tummy to see if we can feel any abnormal masses, if there's anything abnormal in the pelvic cavity. And sometimes this is actually better done via an internal exam, also known as a bimanual examination. And this is where two fingers are inserted into the vagina whilst also 
feeling on the outside of the tummy. And by feeling in the adenexa, is what we call the corners of the womb, we can see if there's anything abnormal or anything enlarged, which could be an ovarian mass suggesting cancer by doing an internal examination. We may also listen to your tummy and see if there's any fluid around in your tummy, which could represent ascites, which is excess fluid, which could suggest something abnormal. Once we've done a vaginal examination or an abdominal examination, we may then wish to send you for some blood tests, specifically looking for the CA125, which is a cancer marker specific for ovarian cancer. If this number's greater than 35, then we may want to then get a transvaginal scan, which is a scan which we insert the probe into the vagina to have a look at the ovaries. That can give us a good idea of whether there's any enlargement or any mass in the ovary. If any of these results come back as abnormal, we then use a calculation as per the NICE guidelines, and that helps us to distinguish whether this is a high risk or a low risk. If you're postmenopausal, this would put you at a higher risk. Depending on this, we then refer you on to the gynecologist to do some scans like a CT scan, an MRI, and they would then come up with a plan as to whether we can treat this or whether it needs something like chemotherapy. If you have any questions on anything we've spoken about, please do drop them in the comments below. If you know anyone that's been experiencing some of these symptoms, please do share this video with them because we want to help as many women as we can, especially when it comes to female health. That's all for today. Obviously, if you have any questions, please do send them to me on Instagram at dr.ravina and click subscribe if you want to learn more. All the best. Take care. Bye.